is everyone today? I'm a little beat. I'm a little nervous actually for my guests. I haven't seen them in a long, long time. I thought at least before they get here, hopefully, we can do the news. Alright. So check out Naked Capitalism. Doop 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 for uh three eight twenty twenty. Alright. Uh rats avoid harming other rats. <laughs> That's cool. Uh let's see. What this finding may help us understand sociopaths. <laughs> That's from the good old National Geographic. I hope it does. We'll see. Well, let's say like uh rats fleeing a sinking ship. <laughs> it's a funny feeling. Alright. Um like a ball of fire, the London Review of Books. Andrew Cockburn on hypersonic weaponry. Hmm. Know Yourself, Time's Literary Supplement. It's by Will Self. Um, physics think we might have a new exciting dark matter candidate science alert. Hmm. Um, core Cumin? Is the spice of life when delivered via tiny nanoparticles. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's from Medical Express. How the humble potato changed the world. <laughs> from the BBC. I bet that's actually pretty cool. Of Like all kinds of ways. I bet they go from like, uh, you know, like how we dug them up and did all that fanciful stuff with it. And then probably because it's BBC, they're gonna, if they don't mention the potato famine, they'll go to jail. <laughs> um, then what else? Uh, what? And then probably French fries, <laughs> chips. We'll go with chips. Um, yeah. All right. This is awful radio, but I have to look something up and. Anyway, cool. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. All right. Sorry about that, folks. All right. Uh, Royal Opera House cancels performances by Placido Domingo amid allegations he sexually assaulted more than 20 women. Daily Mail. Yeah, he fucking vented that. He canceled those things like, well, yeah, they canceled his ass like last week. Come on. Capitalism. <laughs> but I read that shit in the, uh, the Hollywood Reporter. I really like that stupid thing, man. It, Hollywood Reporter, because they, like, their whole existence totally depends on the news of other famous people, right? So, And their asses it, are on the ground running because they're, for some reason, I, I don't think, they're not like fashion, as fashion heavy and shit as, as like, um, what is that, Vanity Fair? But I think because they're like really on the ground in L.A., they their like respect level fucking goes up so it's pretty wild but you know it's a cool it, it and they like they cover fucking everything in hollywood it's bananas it's an interesting website i always kind of just cruise it over once a day cuz like um 
like they'll have certain shit about union stuff and um they always like have a pretty interesting obit because the obituary section always ha- is like they're what the what they cover is so like wide the spectrum so wide that like it from musicians to artists to like costume designers to people who had movies made about them you know and they do pretty decent ass research so like they'll mention little things and stuff and <laughs> it's fucked up but the obituary section might <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite but it, it's 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 kind of like it's not, I don't even know if it's the most handy but when somebody famous dies or is like in like legal shit the Hollywood Reporter is a pretty good fucking place to get stuff. It like they're always like first because they're always there. So it's wild. Anyway, so they had that Plastico Domingo stuff a while ago. The Guardian too. Like um, yeah. That dude. He what was so funny? He like, okay, like right after Harvey Weinstein got sent to jail. Plastico Domingo, like, there were people like, hey, this motherfucker, you know, like, tried to kiss me and stick a finger in my ass and all kinds of stuff, you know, and, uh, the, L- like, I think he was, like, the, like, main motherfucker creatively or something at the L.A. Opera House, boom, gone, and then he was, like, some other United States thing, boom, he was dropped, so he, like, issues, like, this weak-ass apology that's, um, goes a little something like, um, I apologize to anybody who thought I was trying to do something wrong, but I didn't think that I was. So, there you go. I didn't, <laughs> I think he said in part of it, because it's really short, the, like the second sentence is, or the, yeah, is something that's like, uh, I didn't think my position would hold any sway to the decisions these women were making. <laughs> Something like that. And then he got dropped by the Royal Opera House and like the Australian Opera House. Like he just like Italian started dropping him and shit. And he issued like another apology. Like, well oh, so I've been talking to people and they were they informed me that my position was gonna was gonna like in fact, like, affect the decision-making of these ladies' decision to f- fuck with me or not. <laughs> I was like, dude. So maybe this is, like, after all of this, like, uh, there might be, like, a, a run-up, catch-up thing that tells you all that shit. But it's like, what the fuck? It's like, like classic, uh, like, Italian stereotype of dude, like, ugh. Like, just all machismo and shit. Why? There's no problem. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he was. I like if you've heard of that name, at least in America, is probably from the Three Tenors album that came out. Like I don't know, when is it? Twenty twenty. So yeah, like probably better part of at least twenty years ago, maybe twenty five years ago now. And uh, man, I sold the shit out of that back in the day, and. <laughs> Um, yeah, Plasico Domenico, Pavarotti, and some other cat, and, uh, his ass stayed big. That thing sold a hell of a lot of copies, man. It's crazy. Anyway. Uh, how to clean your... NBC News. Oh, COVID-19. 
In fact, I think the full name is something like SARS COVID dash nineteen. Um, how to clean your phone to help uh, to stop to help stop the spread of germs. Jesus, NBC News: How to clean your phone to st- help stop the spread of germs. Jeez, oh peace. God damn. I got one of those lozenges in my mouth, so sometimes I uh. Crack my words weird. All right. Uh, Harvard Public Health. Op-ed from Harvard. from Yeah, Harvard Chan Schools. Dr. Mary T. Bassett on U.S. and hashtag COVID-19. <clears throat> Colon. Quote. Epidemics emerge along the fissures of our society, reflecting not only the biology of the infectious agent, but patterns of marginalization, exclusion, and discrimination. Perspective: the cor- the coronavirus. I still say it wrong. <laughs> Coronova. I don't know why, because I never hear it. Only time I hear it is like someone will like if even like in like a conversation, people will like say it once and quick, and I would just be like, oh yeah, that that's fucked up, and just move on. So. <laughs> They got a fucking boat. I'm glad my guests didn't come in on the cruise ship because they would have been locked in or locked offshore on a boat with like 21 infected people. And as far as I know, it's still sitting there. And it's been at least two, three days. And like the president had some fucking uh, press conference. And he was like, yeah, I'd say keep him on the boat. <laughs> that is bananas, man. Like, even the biggest idiot, you'd be like, all right, man, come on. There's no fucking way we're just going to leave these people on the boat because th- all you're going to do is just make, like, a big germ bomb on the outside of San Francisco. Part of me thinks it's because it's San Francisco. I think if that boat was sitting outside of New York or D.C. or, hell, probably even L.A., but I know he's got a real soft spot for f- fucking shitting on San Francisco. So there you go, man. Stay on the boat. Even that fucking, what, the the princess cruise or whatever, they let them fuckers off the boat. <laughs> they weren't exactly happy about it, but they all got off and, you know, dealt with their problems on land. So, <clears throat> so weird. All right, anyway. Uh, CNN International, people in many parts of the world are being asked to avoid crowds, limit travel, and even work from home (laughs) to help uh, limit the spread of novel coronavirus. And uh, satellite images suggest they're heeding that advice. Like a couple of city street images. Satellite images show empty airports, tourist attractions due to the coronavirus. So, there you go. Should be really easy to get around. (laughs) Well, my guests are here, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Um, the Google had a really, or Google, jeez, oh, Pete. The Guardian had a really cool, um, article sort of on that same topic the other day where you could, <clears throat> it, uh, I think it was all in China, but they showed, like, all these, uh, satellite footage aerial satellite footage of uh, towns like square, like Tiananmen Square and 
no, because I think they went to like they were in like Saudi Arabia too or something. Because there was like uh, where were like Mecca or you know something like that where a lot of people show up, and like it was like a year ago and then today, and you had a little slide that you could slide the image, uh, you know, uh, bisected the image, uh, you know, down the middle, obviously, and you could just roll the thing left or right just to sort of see the difference, and it is dramatic, <laughs> as one would expect. Uh, okay, but it was really neat, and it worked really well, even on a shitty little mobile phone, so good on the Guardian. Okay, uh, nonstop uh, Asalia trains between Washington and New York suspended due to coronavirus. There you go, NewJersey.com. This makes sense, makes sense. Uh, cancel the ones with no stops. Don't cancel the ones with stops. And I still don't know if they disinfect after every run. Readers? Doubt it. I fucking seriously doubt it. I remember I, I used to clean buses. We cleaned them just like once a day when they came back to the fucking run. Like after they got out of the, the bus shower. <laughs> You know, get on the motherfucker, and you just, and it ain't like you're disinfecting the motherfucker. You're basically just sweeping all the shit people drop on the floor. Might wipe down the seats if they look gross. And, like, you know, check the windows, bing, bang, boom. That's basically it, dog. You spend a lot more time sitting on that bus than you do cleaning that motherfucker if you, if you know what you're doing. So, like, I seriously doubt. And they're trains, so they have train seats. I'm sure they don't have, like, hard, like, bus-type seats. I'm sure they have sort of cushioned seats. How exactly do you, like, you know, plan on them disinfecting those seats? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe remove them? You know, other than that, it's crazy. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Fuck it, right? You know, we'll just pull every fucking chair out after every run. We'll wash those chairs, and then we'll... <laughs> We'll replace those with the replacement. Just get the fuck out of here. No one's doing that. <laughs> like I said, you'll be you'll be well and good if they just wipe it down and keep it moving, man. Uh, Memento Mori. Unpopular thoughts on coronavirus. Craig Murray. Okay. Uh, coronavirus. Quarter of Italy's population put in quarantine as virus reaches Washington D.C. That doesn't make any sense. Guardian. <laughs> Why is Italy's that, that headline doesn't make much sense, does it? What what do those two things seem to have in common besides nothing? <laughs> right? <laughs> I just I just up talked you, Guardian. You put those shithead headlines. <clears throat> uh, coronavirus. Uh, European borders likely to remain open despite crisis in Italy. Observers say. SCMP. Um. Democrats introduced bill to guaranteed paid sick leave in response to coronavirus. The Hill. Good luck. <laughs> coronavirus update. New York State of Emergency declared as outbreak jumps to 89 cases. CBS News. Uh, never mind China. Look to the U.S. for the next big coronavirus crisis. SCMP. Again. eBay bans sale of masks and, heads and hand sanitizer over gouging concerns. Ars Technica. There you go. If you're really fucking worried about this stuff and, like, you're homebound or something or you can only get, for some weird reason, aloe vera and rubbing alcohol, like, this is what you can do. <clears throat> the, the, the combo is uh, 
two to one. It's like two, like if you're making a cup worth of this stuff, you do two thirds a cup of aloe vera, and then or no, the other way around, two thirds cup of alcohol and one third cup of aloe vera. I think, or it's the other way around. Either way, fucking experiment and get back to me. But that's all that's in that shit. It's just aloe vera and and like rubbing alcohol, and it's two to one. If it feels too thin, it's the other way around. <laughs> you know, that's why I think it's actually two thirds uh, aloe and then the one third rubbing. But I, but it could totally be the other way. So who knows? I could look it up. Maybe I will later. <laughs> um. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Never mind. Oh yeah, I already said that. Uh, when Purell is contraband, how do you contain coronavirus? Marshall Project. Like, they keep saying, wash your hands like you're supposed to. Don't touch your face. <laughs> I used to have this thing where I used to rub this corner of my head, like the left temple, like above my left temple, sort of, on the top of my head. I used to scratch it so much, I, like, lost hair there. <laughs> like, I used to do, like, a Woody Allen kind of nebbishy thing. I just sort of just... I would when I'd get bored or what I would just sort of just sort of drifting or whatever I just sort of scratch scratch because it always felt good it was like I don't know probably like kind of you scratch a dog over its eye or something it's like oh yeah that feels good and like I I I I had to I made myself stop doing it and I haven't really done it since and the hair grew back but like I was already losing hair anyway <laughs> so it was like kind of eh, whatever but um <laughs> it was just so funny. I just remember one day I was reaching up to feel my head and it was just this like patch of like nothing. And I was like, or not nothing, but it was like real fucking thin compared to the other side. So I was just like, yeesh. Uh, but as, as it goes, <laughs> um, but pe- they say people, there was a ridiculous ass statistic that was like people touch their face just uh, obscene amount of times a day. It was like, not just like a hundred. It was like hundred and fifty or something crazy. But ever since I stopped doing that head scratcher thing, I really don't touch my face that much. Or I never really have with like my fingers and stuff. I usually use like my like my fist or the top of my hand or you know I don't know. Yeah, when I think about it, like I lay my chin on my knuckle, like on the back of my you know between my I don't know. What are those two different pairs of knuckles? Like, yes, these are the knuck. These are knuckles. Oh, I used to do knuckle push-ups for class, and the top of top of the hand is the knuckle. So I guess whatever those secondary knuckles are, <laughs> the joint maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Uh, coronavirus highly sensitive. Quote, to high temperatures, but don't look on summer killing it off, studies say. SCMP. You might be buying a hand sanitizer that won't work for coronavirus. <laughs> ProPublica. Top biogen execs were present at, at a meeting where attendees had COVID-19. Oh, no. Stat. I like that so much better than The Lancet. <laughs> Such a better name. Uh, coronavirus, the psychology of panic buying. Jesus. Really, BBC. That That's all you got. 
People on Nextdoor are, are spreading falsehoods linking the coronavirus to homelessness, eating meat, and, tree, and tea tree oil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's see. And uh, people on Nextdoor are freaking out about the coronavirus. People on the local social media site are spreading falsehoods. <laughs> uh, and then they're also somebody selling face masks, surgical $5 for 10 masks or 20 for 20. Oof. That is fucked up. People are getting paid, bruh. Hey, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on healthcare. For everyone who prioritizes consumer choice, quote-unquote, over a single-payer healthcare system, understand that when you force people's access to healthcare to be tied to their employment, you actually take away their freedom and increase the precariousness of their lives. Yashar Ali. Uh, in the past 36 hours, six friends who work in the hotel business have been laid off after a massive decrease in business due to coronavirus. Well, now they don't have health care. <laughs> Look at that. Look at what I got. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let's see. Um, class warfare. The bleak job landscape of <laughs> for adjunct... Uh, what? Adjunctopia for PhDs. Mm. Weird word. Of course, it's by the New York Times, right? <laughs> um, palliative liberalism can't cure our uh, ailing working class. No shit. <laughs> American conservative. Um, how working class life is killing Americans. In chat. NYC. No shit. How about, hey, thanks, Johnny Come Lately. <laughs> You know, I bet they don't really fucking tell half the goddamn story, you know, anymore. Um, let's see. Oh, that, did I mention I was in New York Times also? Uh, yes, uh, Minister Fan Fiction, Craig Murray. Uh, I had no clue what this was about till recently. It looks like Nicola Sturgeon framed, uh, framed up a Me Too campaign to get her current position. That's unfortunate. I liked her. Waste Watch. Patagonia will teach you how to repair clothes. Okay. Tree Hugger. Okay. Big Brother is watching you watch. I was like, Big Brother is watching me watch. The small company that's turning Utah into a surveillance uh, pan opticon. Uh, motherboard. Yeesh. That's great. <laughs> Utah. How weird. Ugh. This asshole. Rand Paul looms as wild card in surveillance fight. Ugh, the hill. Racist shithead. Uh, Google tracked his bike ride past a burglarized home that made him a suspect. NBC. <laughs> of course. The Boeing 7, uh, oh, 737 Max. The Boeing 737 Max nightmare keeps getting worse. The Daily Beast. Of course it is, because they have been shitty for a lot of years. It's really funny when you, like, leave something, that, like, lacking for a lot of years, and then you try to suddenly catch up on it. It's a lot harder than you thought it would be. <laughs> and, like, letting, like, shit pile up and then be like, well, geez, this is going to be tough to, to deal with. Thanks, fellas. 
Uh, like, have you ever had to clean out an apartment after somebody's lived there for years? It's like, fuck you, man. There's so much shit to like, go through and corners to scrub out and fucking walls to clean and all kinds of bullshit. Oof. That's, and that's like a thing in motion. This thing, it just, it's just, just ugh. Anyway, like they keep finding stuff in the engines and shit. Like, oh, there's a lot of stuff piling up in the engine. Like, great. Uh, 2020, hey, 2020, uh, Trump beats Biden, Jacob in. Uh, no shit. Don't expect a Democrat president to simply roll back Trump's uh, disastrous Middle East policies, particularly if it's Biden. Independent Robert Fisk. By the way, Joe Biden is a shithead. Uh, if just look up Joe Biden, Anita Hill, <laughs> that that's a start. There's so much fucking more. Uh, okay, that was the independent Robert Fisk, damn good writer, long time writer. Um, Elizabeth Warren's campaign fell apart in the fall, and it never recovered. The Intercept. <laughs> Chris Cuomo was a fucking shitbag. <laughs> Catlin Johnson, John Stone. Uh, Joe Biden's success shows we can give Obama. We gave Obama a free pass. No shit. <laughs> New York Times. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, New York Times. <laughs> Assholes. Anyway. A free pass. As if. It's not just that. Anyway. Yeah, you gave him a free pass on shit that he shouldn't have got a free pass on. And then you gave him shit for nothing. So dumb. Biden warns against primary bloodbath. Oh yeah, is uh sharp is Sanders sharpens attacks against uh key contest guardian column. You paid off your student loans. You should still support canceling them for others. L.A. Times. Oh shit. Oh, here comes my guest. All right, we'll pause this. We'll put on some music. We'll be right back. Nothing too good for us.
ever find As long as you live Someone who loves you Tender like I do You'll never find No matter where you search Someone who cares about you Take the end of all time Someone to understand you Like I do You'll never find The rhythm, the rhyme All the magic we shared Just us two
I'm wishing on a star to follow where you are. I'm wishing on a dream to follow what it means. I'm wishing on a star.
you ever want something that you know you shouldn't have, the more you know you shouldn't have it, the more you want it. And then one day, you get it. It's so good to you. But it's just like my girl. When she's around, I just feel so so good. Right now, I just feel cold, so cold, right down to my bones, cause ain't no sunshine when she's gone, it's not warm when she's away, ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and she's all. 
I talk about the broken window thing. I'm not familiar. Oh, my, my bad. Oh, hurry up, make it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Alex Jones shit. We gonna throw out some bullshit and then make you look it up. Nah, nah, I'm telling you, I got the documents. All right, bro. You know me, verify. Yeah, please verify. Yeah, okay. On here it says, uh, all right, broken window theory neighborhood. Okay, okay, let's see. I'm nutshelling for mine while you you read it in detail. But the broken window syndrome is, for example, Too. Don't nobody else seem to give a fuck. I might as well drop it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. That's that's kind of what I was trying to get get at. But yeah, this is this is how they break it down from Time Magazine. They say the broken windows theory in sociology. The broken windows theory, quote unquote, holds that if a neighborhood or city uh, doesn't fix its broken windows and graffiti the environment will continue to descend into crime, chaos, and violence. Which, well, that, they're really hanging on that graffiti. Like if you see a broken window, yeah. then, you, then you'll pick up a rock and, and throw, throw it through, through another window. Like, well, it's, it's already broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's two rocks. Then one rock. <laughs> I can see the rock inside the building. I didn't tell Ma how to make it. I didn't tell Ma how to make it. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it's been around a while. It is a travel site. <laughs> it's all, you can't see through it. It's all cloudy and shit. Okay, but yeah, this is how you make it at home. This is the official recipe, okay? Homemade hand sanitizer recipe, all right? You get one-third cup of aloe vera gel, two-thirds cup of 99% rubbing alcohol, a.k.a. ibuprofen alcohol or whatever they call it. And then if you want to have a smell to it, you can add like ten to uh, eight to ten drops of uh, essential oils like vanilla, lavender, grapefruit, peppermint, blah, blah, blah. But it's two-thirds rubbing alcohol, one-third aloe vera gel. So there you go. That's if you want to make it at home. Yeah. You know, maybe save a, save the ocean from some more unnecessary plastic and shit. You know, footage kids. You know, stuff like that. You know, because it's easy to make. Two, it's, yeah, two-thirds, one-third. That's it. Two to one. So you can break it down, you can make a lot of it, you can make a little of it. Most people don't need a full cup of rubbing hand sanitizer. You could take two teaspoons and then one teaspoon. It doesn't matter. It breaks down. It's two to one. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to make a full ass. Because <laughs> I don't even know where I would store a... Yeah, you might as well just rub that on there. You're just doing aloe vera for, for, for the smoothness so your hands don't feel gross. But, yeah, you can just drop the the uh, the rubbing alcohol on your hands and call the day. 
Oh, I said 99. That's what, yeah, yeah. Well, then. Oh, yeah, you can get 91 at 99 cents. Store. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Yeah, you get all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I don't even, what do you use that for? Like, pr- pr- like what's it called, that Pruno? <laughs> Yeah, it just evaporates. Yeah. 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 Like, this is a funny thing I learned. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's, a, here's a funny story, uh, sort of. All right. Um, so, I have, uh, I've always sort of had the bad habit of, like, biting my nails and shit, right? Like, it's not a bad habit, but it's just sort of like if, if I feel it, like, kind of getting sort of thick, like, I, yeah, my, my, like, and I've just been so used to it, my teeth have been such a certain way for so long, like, uh, they're almost like handy little scissors for me, just snap, snap, boom, boom, gone, gone, you know, and then when I get home, I'll just clean it up with, uh, like, an actual little snipper. Oh, when I had that seizure, I, like, smashed my tooth, it totally ruined my <laughs> <laughs> my fingernails chewing, so I can't chew through my fingernails no more. So like I like I like hit the side of I like have to use like the right hand side of my mouth. <laughs> I'm like man, so I just don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's so silly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't have that type of insurance where they will cover your... Because they consider it cosmetic. Oh, okay. It's not considered like... Uh, well, as long as it's not causing it to be a cavity. Yeah, no. Because it, it's, it's like the front tooth, so it's not. it doesn't have like a big hole in it where shit can get in it or be weird. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the only problem, you know, is like cosmetically it's the front oh, tooth. So every time I smile over my mouth, <laughs> you'd see this. <laughs> you know? Oh, and and I'm used to having really good teeth for a lot of years. <laughs> yes, so you know, which is just a. It's just the only reason I don't is just it's just my ego. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I might do something like that. Yeah. It doesn't bug me, and uh, like I said, besides that little. Yeah, it's on the ins- It's under my eyes. I I'll never see it unless I'm looking into a mirror, and I don't look in the mirrors that often. So. No. No. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, like I said, it, it's all mental. I'm just. It's just all in my head. Yeah, for on a for basically free, you can go down there and they'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of them around here. Yeah, there's shit tons of them around here. I mean, if nothing else, what's it? Well, what was yeah? Was the uh? Well, no. Uh, they have this really big uh doctor hospital thing like SF something H or something, you know, HS or something. Like, let's say it's at SFHS, San Francisco Hospital School. But, like, they are huge, and I used to walk past it all the time. Uh, It's down on, um, like, uh, it's down on, like, 3rd Street. 
but they actually have like private shuttle buses that come to pick up the students everywhere around town. Like one of the major ones is on 16th Street. So like I always see their little bus and it has like, you know, picture of a doctor and stuff on it. So I would assume that they have some sort of dentistry in there and that would be a perfect place to go because they are they are like the top of the pops like when it comes to stuff. And one of the, another thing that's amazing about this town and um, this thing, this is a thing I will never ever like forget about it is the uh, healthy San Francisco. The San Francisco Health Plan is amazing. It's the uh, I'm with the SF Health Network, which means it, it's the socialized medicine that you always hear about on that like. Yeah, like every every first world country has. Yeah, so even if you're not like. In fact, <clears throat> I'm going to read you this because uh, one of my favorite people uh, that I've mentioned before, uh, they call her AOC, but I had been mentioned, I'm sure, I don't know if mine remembers this, but I had mentioned uh, Cortez, AOC, uh, a long time ago when she was first running because I was excited. Like Bernie Sanders, she talks about things that are important. In, and, and she's young. And she... She was, she's sort of a perfect example of like the kind of times we live in because she has like a really kick-ass degree in something, but her best job she could get at the time was like a bartender and she won her seat, you know, and, um, it's, she's just amazing. So she, she gets it, you know, she, but here you go. Healthcare. Uh, this is a tweet she laid out. Uh, for everyone who pr- uh, prioritizes consumer choice, quote unquote, over a single payer healthcare system, understand that when you force emplo- p- force people's access to healthcare to be tied to their employment, you actually take away their freedom and increase the precariousness of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that she's and that she tweeted that because Yashar Ali qu- uh, tweeted that in the past 36 hours, six friends who work in the hotel business have been laid off after a massive decrease in business due to coronavirus. Therefore, that means those six friends no longer have health care because they are out of the job. (laughs) That's some bullshit, right? See, me, though, don't matter. As long as you live in the city, you get primary health care. You get you you actually get like two dentist trips or whatever like so you can go every six month cleaning and if you have emergency dental they'll take care of it your prescriptions are taken care of everything is done nothing's out of pocket it's legit bro it's legit I will never please like <laughs> the amount of just copays and deductibles and stuff is crazy so like the like I said the San Francisco health plan is so rocking don't bother knocking. Yeah, because it's like, uh, like I was telling Ma, it's, uh, it's the socialized medicine that they keep talking about, basically, all over the news. So, I have a primary health care. Like, it's not tied to a job or nothing. Are you on the radio or not? Yeah. So, it's not tied to a job or anything like that. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. therefore, like, I get primary health care physician. I got, you know, and it's all paid for by the city because they all paid it in for it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> but the best part is not job related. Yeah, it's not job related. So if I lose a job, it don't matter. No, you you, you just sign up for San Francisco and you set. Right? And once you signed up, you in. And your prescriptions paid. 
your uh you got the like i said uh dentistry taken care of if you there's other all kinds of other little stuff like yoga or, uh, uh, mental health all that type of stuff anything that you need medically related is taken care of in one way or the other through the system as long as you live in san francisco Whoa. bing bang boom because that's like how it's supposed to be we live in like a society right one would think but you know Yeah. Any yeah. Regardless. Regardless. And like the amount of money that this country makes, it's it's it should be it should be against the law to do what they've been doing. But you know, well, I, I'm just glad. I am just glad that it's fine. It's taken my whole life, but I'm glad that so far it's like actually reaching. Well, they they done it to themselves by the price gouging and the consolidation and all that stuff on people and like the unnecessary administrative costs and paying their like certain people like <clears throat> like uh, executives their executive pay and all that stuff when there shouldn't have to be all this extra bullshit and like the lobbyists and everything else that actually goes into the healthcare system all that shit would be eliminated for dropping the price down off of all that bullshit right it will affect a lot of people's jobs, probably, but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, artificially, and all that stuff. Is it in like it's not as if like we have things here that are just so drastically advanced and different than other nations in the world, right? We we are just one of many first world countries, and they also have amazing things all over the place, and medical people aren't like politicians as much so they'll actually share information and shit. <laughs> that's part of the job is to do no harm so you know yeah so anyway i just want to mention that's one of the many reasons i really love uh living here and just being around this stuff you know and like it, not having to drive anywhere i got my bus pass for the month so i can go anywhere in the city and uh yeah idea oh oh yeah man that's my place across the street <laughs> yo those 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 yeah and i'll tell you what the best way to do it too they give you two shells i usually try i usually eat one over the other shell and just drop all the other shit in the other shell and then eat that one second <laughs> yeah because they're so full <laughs> they're the nicest people <laughs> the lady's super nice. The gentleman you hear in the background is my brother D. He is the guy that gave me the nickname G Money. That's it's the name of the show, G Money and Wustein. And uh, Wustein is off on assignment today, so just FYI, <laughs> that's uh, that's the reason why I have a nickname at all. <laughs> I never would have had one if it wasn't for this fellow right here. So um, there you go, and. Um, uh, we're going to go check out Alcatraz sometime this afternoon, which will be nice. I've never been out there myself personally, but uh, I did see the exhibit that they had at the library about the Native Americans who occupied Alcatraz, and it is very impressive, and uh, it should be cool because I, I'm pretty sure that they have something over there <clears throat> as well. And uh, they also, I do know, they uh, Native Americans will have this uh, uh, what you might call it sunrise ceremony 
type thing, like once a year or something that like, you know, um, praises the land and the people and all that stuff. And it's pretty cool. And I've seen a lot of pictures from that, but I've never been out there and I'm excited to see it anyway. Enough talking about healthcare and shit. <laughs> um, very excited to see my family. I haven't seen them in a long time, and uh, they're in from all parts east. But they flew out of Detroit, which my wonderful sister and kids and everybody are all out there, and they made their way over here last night. <clears throat> and uh. Very happy that my ma didn't go for the thin jacket and said it went for the full-size coat because the weather jumps up and down in this town. And uh, when it gets down, it gets way down, and you really feel it because the wind will cut right through you like a butter knife <laughs> if you're not careful. Yeah, man, it can shiver you up. In fact, like I always say every week in this room, my hands are always so weird. They always get so they get cold easy. And if I sit in this room for the full two hours, usually I end up walking home with, like, my hands in my pocket <laughs> because I'm trying to warm them up before I hit the house. Anyway, let's see. I'm going to chime in uh, a little bit later with the uh, millionaire mindset. Okay. There you go, my man. All right. Take your time. Whenever you're ready, you can pull that up. Uh, let's see if I want to. Oh, God. All right. So they were talking. I was going through the news, and um, – they keep talking about uh, Trump beats Biden and Joe Biden. I was like, I wasn't exactly a fan when Joe Biden was the vice president. Because if anybody's ever heard of a lady named Anita Hill, <laughs> you probably wouldn't like Joe Biden very much because he was a judge on the fucking court that just railroaded that woman for no. Oh, because they wanted to replace a good black judge <laughs> with a shithead named Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, such is life. Like it, it shouldn't surprise anybody. I don't think to to see that all these dudes in power have these weird like sex stuff and you know like scandals keep popping up and everything. Epstein, yeah, Weinstein. yeah. When you have when Weinstein, Epstein, like all the Steins just keep coming up with with uh, with just. Uh, just power. bad records, yeah, and really just positions of power. And, like, if you actually, like, read the transcripts or or just watch the shit that was on C-SPAN, I, I, like, I remember, I think, on the 10th anniversary of that bullshit when he got <clears throat> put into the, uh, that whole court procedure, they ran some of the old stuff on C-SPAN, and I watched it way back in the day. And, like... It is. It it's still shocking to me to this day the way they railroaded this chick, man. It was brutal, and like the shit that he would say to her <laughs> is just out of this world. Like he well, would. That like, was a sign of the time, so that was kind of standard operating procedure at the time. Still it's, don't make it right. Mm -hmm, it you. still makes you a shithead. You you, you bring a woman into your office. I don't give a fuck. You tell me if this is a sign of the times. All right. 1982. You bring a woman in your office, you're going to start talking to her about, uh, hey, so I've been watching these pornos, right? And these chicks be fucking these animals and shit, right? Hey, you want to go on a date? Well, that's uh, a sign of the times? No, that, that's, I, think that, <laughs> I think that's a little on the extreme side. But that's at what the same did? time, if you look back, you know, women have just gotten into the workforce for the last fifty to hundred years on the on the long end. Yeah, yeah. more so fifty 
years that they only been working. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it was a situation that, you know, women were kind of considered a second-class citizen, unfortunately, and men just felt that they could say and do whatever they wanted. They were running, running the world, running business. Yeah. And when when a women came into the new into the workforce, you know, that was a, a you know a change of events. I'm not saying any of it was right, but it was. You know, like back in the day, you know, in the 30s, it was common core for a white person to call a black person a nigga. So I'm not saying it was right. It was, it was, you know. I get that. It was common. Yeah, it was common, common thing to do. And so just because something's done doesn't mean that it's, that is definitely right. And so hey, damn I, think, sure I think that at the end of the day, when it goes back to the millionaire mindset, you know, you got to do what's within your heart and what's what's right. And, you, you know, each person has to, I think, soul search their own situation and make the best decision, you know, for them. But mm-hmm. again, you can't trample, tr- uh, you know, you can't trump other people's uh, inalienable rights you know, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I'll tell you this. That guy's a shithead. <laughs> and he doesn't. He, he gave her no quarter off of shit that he did. Okay. I don't need no water. It's an ashtray. But, it, um, look, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's one of the many reasons that Joe Biden's an asshole to me and why, like, he deserves no quarter as far as his positions on shit. And if we're going to just do the status quo, if that's the idea, then, like, you might as well just start digging your kids' graves now because ain't no reason to just keep on pushing. Well, you need to solve these issues, quo. and he is never going to do you it. Got two status quo. You can go with the current Trump status quo. Yeah. You can go back to what just you as bad, to, if not you, worse. What you used to know, and so sometimes if you're in a bad situation, what you used to know might not be as bad as what you're going through now. So yeah, it's like going that, back to old girlfriend. That's like battered wife syndrome shit. <laughs> You got no, you got loaded no choices. You had, you got Sanders. Go with Bernie. That's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, California it, loves Bernie for some reason. Yeah, because he actually stands on principle. Well, with the president being such a prefabricator, you your children that are being raised don't have a line that says a parent can tell a child to try to be honest and try to be uh, forthright. And neither can Joe Biden, person who is the head of the country, telling. Every day, mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. How can a parent parent their child into more acceptable procedures when the person who leads them doesn't seem to understand what is an acceptable procedure? You could and say the exact same thing about Ronald Reagan. To throw God into it for some reason. Yeah. That once again, that sounds like you could say the exact same line about Ronald Reagan. And I grew up on a Ronald Reagan, and I didn't turn into a shitbag. You know what I'm saying? Right? It depends on the parent. It depends on what you teach that kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the most, inform- the most formative years of any child's life is from one to nine. And if you don't have it by the time into your child, whether right, wrong, indifferent, by the time they get nine years old, you better just sit back. Just watch the show, watch the fireworks. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm not surprised. That's a wild look. All right, dude. So, like, why don't you tell me about this million-man mindset? 
Well, the main the the meaner mindset. Okay. Is is pretty simple concept. All right. From the standpoint that if you want your life to be different, you got to do different. You know, you can't expect to be in the top five percent, top ten percent of let's just say as a as an example of your school uh, rankings. If you're not doing anything anything different than what everybody else is doing absolutely and so i think that that is the you know the key to change is looking at life differently yeah you know just because everyone looks and does something and goes left doesn't mean that you gotta go left i'm with you i'm i'm right with you you know but the problem that i see in general terms in society in the united states anyway Mm -hmm. is that most people and the system sets you up to be lazy and complacent. Oh, yeah. You know, to get the job, come home, watch TV, mm-hmm. veg out, and not look okay. at and create opportunities for yourself. Yeah. Keep on talking. I'll be right back. Keep talking. So, my thought process is that. You've got to, and it's not necessarily an easy task, you know, but life's not easy. If you want something more out of life than, than you know, a socialized, you know, welfare system, is that you've got to surround yourself with people that you can learn from and aspire to. And if you don't have a circle of friends and acquaintances that you can lo- that you can learn from, then it's really not a circle but a cage, and you're locked into that same mindset of just doing the same old thing day in and day out. And so I'm just of the mindset that you've got to look at life differently in order to do life differently. And, you know, that's the biggest thing that I can say as it relates to, uh, you know, finding your niche. You know, I think every person is 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 unique and has something to offer just like you know each person has their own individual uh, fingerprint. fingerprint yeah so therefore i think it's in each person's responsibility to, on this planet to find out what they excel in and it can be anything from writing to uh, you know you know you name it whatever you have a unique set of skill sets that you have to tap into yourself and find out what they are and, you know, manipulate yourself to commercialize your talent in some form or another. I could see that. I mean, that works as, like, kind of a general rule, I guess. I just, my mind kicks back to, like, a lot of the people that I see that can't or won't or maybe it's after they were nine they didn't give a shit about tapping into that stuff. So, like, what does the world do with those folks? You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody's going to want to do any of that shit, you know? Some people just want to sit around and just be them, you know? Well, you know, society trains you, if you think about it, to work for somebody else. Yeah. They don't try to give you any kind of education about how to be your own person 
or how to become that separation separated from the crowd. No, because we live in a capitalistic society, which and means like if you remember when you started out in school, everybody was on page ten. Now everybody turned to page eleven, yeah. and so they tried to get everybody homogeneously together. Yeah. And your mental, it didn't matter if you were mentally way ahead or way behind, they still tried to keep everybody running on that same line. Yeah. And the same thing about the training of you, you are not trained to become your own person you and to stand out. And you, if you remember that person in school who was did stand out and did seem a little brighter or smarter or more inventive, they were... They kind of castigated them. Yeah, they and, pick on them. You know, and picked on them and bu- bullied them and the old pansy. Yeah, and, you know, Poindexter and all that bullshit. Keep him, yeah, keep them down and keep them back into that little yeah. line that, that they asses is in. Uh, that artificial line. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not surprising that there aren't more millionaire billionaires in the world who mm-hmm. who shot out away from the crowd. And try to be their own and develop their own abilities and skills. Yeah, yeah. But, but wait a minute, I got I got to back that up. And that, and that no you know, that comes from a person that's seventy-seven years old. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, you know, if you're twenty-five to, to you know, eighteen to forty years old, you grew up in a in a society where you had the internet. She didn't have the internet. The playing field is so leveled right now. With having access to information, yeah, it it is, you know, you can go on YouTube right now and figure out, you know, how to sell uh, products on eBay or Amazon or, mm-hmm. you know, set you up a Shopify account. There's just so many ways that if a person spends at minimum of an hour a day just researching opportunities. It, it it levels the playing field. Yeah. You know, because I everything is, is done behind the scenes now. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of having to show up to a job for 30 years and retire, that day, those those days are gone. They've so been gone. This is not going to be the 30 years. Shit, no. Yeah. And so I'm just saying that there's opportunities of a person, just like I said, Google how to make money. Yeah. You know, not that money is the is the key to success, but it provides access. Access to better schools, access to opportunities, access yeah. to, you know, <coughs> new people. Yeah, I get it. I mean, look, travel. I get it. I get what you're saying. It's it's practical. That's the way. The, it's the world you live in. So try to bend it to work best with you. Yeah, but the the, the biggest issue that I see is is if a person has to be more consistent with their time, and yeah, not give their time away to TV and laziness and sitting around pick up the phone and just go on to youtube google google something i'll say it again that is yeah a lot i'm with you i get that but a lot of people d like you know you had your own business for a lot of years you know like you were on the cell phones and shit before people were even into that shit just from international paging and all that stuff and like you know you sensed the curve you saw the curve and you weren't of the of exactly the internet age and shit. You were just before all that stuff really popped off and shit because when I was coming up, like, with the fucking expensive-ass computer, it was still, like, dial-up, 
and I would dial to my friends and we would just call it like we would text type text talk to each other, which I hated. I'd just rather just say it to you real quick instead of having to type out that sentence right there. Yeah, but now everything is text. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, nobody uses phone. Anymore, so. Yeah, because I'm in between that era of compute all computer shit. And like when it was just landlines and telephones and rotary dials and all that type of stuff. But here's I, a here's a fact too, though. Yeah, it, it, it's difficult for certain people or people in general to ch- challenge themselves. Yeah, because easy doesn't change you, and it's safe. It feels yeah, safe. It, it's so safe, and in order to get better at something, you have to try, and then fail learn the lesson and go through the process. Yeah. You know, that's like go through the journey, but most people are fear, you know, feel for all the journey, but you know, since everybody's got, you know, many people still have an eight to five, that's a cushion piece for you to mm-hmm. be able to experiment, you know, in a low cost capacity to, if you're scared of sales or you're scared of doing presentations to do a presentation in front of one person and, and, and then, you know, be able to go in front of another person and, hone your skill set but you've got to get out of a comfort zone in order to grow well yeah it's like uh like uh, attorneys they say like before you do your uh final uh whatever the closing argument they practice that thing like 15 times individuals just to get the words right so that when they're telling the thing they're not reading it it doesn't feel like it's read yeah Yeah, it doesn't feel scripted it feels natural Mm -hmm. and like there are all kinds of different techniques and stuff like that to to you know to help you along in that process but you know like i i always fall back on (laughs) i know i just just from living i've met a lot of people and i'm sure you have especially during the uh the uh uh, international pageant days met a hell of a lot of people that ain't feeling all that you know what i'm saying that they safe is good because like it's socioeconomically and all that shit people get messed with on the daily and like they just want, hey, as long as I got this, mm-hmm. I'm cool, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I feel that I am perfectly fine with that. I get that. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense to me because like, you know, uh, there's a cat like uh, works at my uh, in the building I work at. He's one of the janitors. I knew him when I was working there and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He's cool. He's got like a little girl, got like a little fam bam. It's a union gig and like it. You know, it's like property stuff, so and for like indigents and stuff like that. So it ain't going nowhere. It you know, it's SEIU, so it's a service industry thing. They're gonna be around forever. They're one of the biggest unions. Like they're like a uh, UAW or something like that. They're huge. So here's here's the challenge. The challenge is, and 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 I guess the secret is, the secret to your future and your success lies in your own individual routine okay and so if you want to sharpen your mind you've got to read a book read the internet yeah if you want to sharpen your body you have to start with yourself do a push-up you know start with one a day at once you get out the shower yeah get that up to 30 yeah you know do some leg squats in the, sh- in the shower stairs. find the time to improve yourself and so yeah that's the biggest challenge is to put together a routine. Yeah. Whether it's reading for five minutes and then moving that to six minutes. Yeah. I get but that. Most people, and I think, you know, and it's a, it's a challenge. I challenge every person listening is to um, set a goal. 
set right. a simple goal of saying, I want to learn how to, as simple as, make scrambled eggs better. Yeah, for sure. That's an easy goal. Put that down. Complete that goal. And then move on to another loftier goal. Yeah. You know, I want to learn how to, you know, if you like to cook and say, I'm going to learn how to. I'm going to make uh, a full make breakfast. Make pork chops. Yeah. Or, or, or lamb chops. Yeah. So, but the routine is, has to be ironclad and it can't be compromised. Yeah. So, you know, I'm on a, on a workout schedule that I do every day consistently except for one day Sunday. Gotcha. But it, since I'm out of town, I lost that it was Sunday and I did my routine. I was supposed to do my day of rest today, but <laughs> you've got to find a routine that works for you. Yeah. R- rather than it be spiritual, uh, emotional, physical. Yeah. Um, as long as it resonates, like yeah. if it's something that like uh, stand up for me is something that's like that, where like every Friday, at least I try to make it down here and like, you know, or to any of the other various little spots to do the open mics and stuff, because yeah. if you don't do it and because and, it, one, it's one of the few things in life that actually brings me joy, joy. Like when I'm done doing it and shit, I feel creative. I feel fulfilled. Like I feel like I've actually accomplished something. Yeah, but set the one set set a simple goal for yourself. It's as simple. It's every Friday, right? No, or like saying, even this no, I'm every just Sunday. In general terms for each person, because life is a journey, life is progress. Yeah. And so, I challenge each person. Listen to set one simple goal. And knock it out the park. Yeah. But most people won't set one goal. They just they go through life just each day in and day out. Yeah. Wake up, <coughs> do it again. Yourself. Yeah, and they get caught up in a routine. And the biggest thing that I've learned, and as I've talked to many people, especially older people, for sure, is that this is so unfortunate that I'm that I'm not part of that. Is so many people that I've talked to that are in these careers and doing things, mm-hmm. they have a life of regret. Yeah, they regret their lives and say, uh, so many people, I wish I would have done da 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 da. Whatever yeah. it is, they wish they would have done something differently. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That eight to five teller job or been at General Motors for 25 years. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have done the entrepreneur thing. I wish I would have done something differently. I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah. That's the worst thing you can do is go through this life. You know, like I say, time is not your friend. It's definitely (laughs) the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so you have to be serious about the time and be there's only so much. Uh, yeah, and be selfish with your time. Yeah, you kind of have to. the only element in life There's only that things with time. You either can use it or waste it. Yeah, but yeah. at the end of the that's day, time it. is the only element that you can't get more of. No. You can't buy it. You can't negotiate it. You can't get yeah. more of it. It's, it's like going, it's, it's like going to end <laughs> yeah. in, in X know, amount of it's time. It's like the toilet paper roll. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, once there it gets is an the end. end, that boy starts spinning a hell of a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> and you notice, like, oh, like, man, in, in that last little bit, you start <laughs> yeah. scraping with your fingertips. <laughs> yeah, you start wishing you would have slowed down earlier in the process yeah. and had more at the end. Yeah, why you got this much on your hand now when you could have just had two sheets that now you're working <laughs> with now? <laughs> two sheets and some finger scraps. I'm like, better hope you sink working. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Hey, I want to give you something. Uh, I pulled these out because, uh, especially my man uh, lucked up. or didn't luck up. His lovely wife went to uh, what? What she go again? Madrid. No Ma- yeah, Madrid. Yeah. And uh, Ma- brought back some lovely cigars. And I figured these got our little logo on them, so you could take the you know the little mini 
radio logo. So yeah. they're, they're part of the thing. For those that never traveled, Madrid, Madrid, uh, Spain, Spain, Spain. Um, obviously they speak Spanish. But that culture, that Spanish culture in, in Spain, Madrid it's specifically. Beautiful. Let's just say not talking about the beauty of it. Hmm. The culture of it is is totally different from any other uh, country that has Spanish as their base language. And, re- and the reason that Spain, for those that you know may or may not know, Spain is is the only Spanish speaking country that is in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so it it. The folks there are just totally different mentality-wise than any other Spanish uh, culture. They st- they've got that European uh, virgin. Yeah, that European drag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I get yeah because of like the um, well, and they have their own very particular culture to to mix with it all. So like, what's really like, like one of the. I mean, no, this isn't uh, Spain Spanish. I know it's like uh, just Spanish Spanish, but I was just taking some pictures because it's uh, February and stuff. January, they have those, uh, or yeah, uh, no, February, they have uh, uh, Carnival and stuff Mm -hmm. down in Brazil and shit. And it is some of the most fantastic sort of blendings of what you would think of that kind of quote unquote like high art sort of European of that Spanish culture mixed with like the sort of rugged earthy sort of uh, native culture that they had like down in Brazil at the time before all the conquering and all that Mm -hmm. shit you know before it became Spanish speaking as it were but when you look at some of like those beautiful designs of the uh, floats and shit at least for my mind I see just starkly a real uh, sense of uh, that blending of the two cultures and stuff. Yeah, in Madrid, it was it was like the people, you know, felt that, you know, if you speak to them in Spanish, but then they also find out that you speak English too, then they then they start speaking in English. Like, oh, you know, I, I speak English too. <laughs> okay. You know, like you know, like you know, they speak t- you know d- dual languages, which is you know, which is grand. Yeah. But at the same time, it was the only country that I've ever been to where they. You know, almost like to try to show up and say, hey, you know, you know, trying to show that European root. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I got that English base too. What do they say? You what do they say? Brothers got to talk two languages and stuff like that sometimes, right? Yeah. You know, where you got to turn on like the black version and then like where you go like businessman talk yeah, type yeah, shit, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what up, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's really funny. Like, I've, I've been lucky to never really have to fall too hard into having to do with these, like, say, live in both worlds, as it were. Like, I've always just said, like, look, if you can't take me as me, that's just going to have to be it. Right? Or I'm going to have to take your bullshit for, like, not liking that. I, you know, I, I don't hold on to A's that much. You know? I'll do ERs and shit, right? <laughs> and, like, people just, like, you know, I'll just take my knocks and just y'all just have to live with what y'all got. Right. You know, I'm, but I'm going to go back to success. Oh, yeah. Switch, switch yeah. Because success we're going to have to. We have about five minutes left. Okay. Just FYI. So, again, I'm going to go l- lean on success. Success, I think, is. Is based on people's internal fears. They fear they fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, they fear failure. Yeah. And so when you fear the unknown and feel failure, 
you get stagnated in the do nothing mode. For sure. You just don't want to do nothing because I don't want to fail. I don't have the extra money to lose. Um, and that's the biggest uh, incumbent to success, the fear of failure. But failure is a part of the journey to success. If there's not one business person, and you can go from Bill Gates to Apple computers, you, you know, Steve Jobs, yeah. they had success, they've had major success. But if you talk to them or read any of their books, they've also had failures. Yeah. And without the failures, you can't get to the success piece of it. Well, yes. Yeah, like so you've got to gear your life towards some level of failure because it's just part of the journey. It's part of the game. Yeah. But yeah. most people don't want to do it because it's like, oh, I feel like a failure. I'm going to lose. I'm a, you know, I'm yeah. not going to gain. But your, your gain is your lesson. Well, yeah, it's that, your lesson. You yeah, that's that's like that's one of the things like um, I sort of regret not doing uh, more. Well, you know, I had that exercise induced asthma bullshit, but like sports more because that really I think it just as a visceral level sort of teaches you at a younger age about like learning to but lose and winning and that lose is not the end of the world mm -hmm. and how do you come back from your loss and learn from your loss and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's just a real fundamental thing. And if like. I think a lot of people who haven't participated in shit like that yeah. might not catch that lesson as kind of off, just kind of off top of their head type thing, as instinctual yeah. as like people who may have done yeah. sort of that type of activity. But, but, but again, like how you judo and yeah, shit. Yeah, but you're, ta but you're taught as a, as a kid that nobody wants to be the loser. Nobody wants to be a loser. Yeah. But somebody got to be. But no one, nobody wants to go into it with the knowing that yeah. they're going to lose. Oh, but, yeah. But. You, if you look at the big scheme of things, you got to get change that mindset to say, "Hey, I've got to take these L's." Yeah, got, because the L is not necessarily a loss, but a lesson. Yeah, and you have to get the success lessons in order to be different from everyone else around you. Yeah, or even because everybody else around you is going to stagnate, not do nothing, and tell you everything that you're going to do. Oh, don't do that; you're going to lose. You know, and, yeah. and, and kind of trap you in being at the same level that they're in. If you want to think about like L's like money, you could call your wins a dollar or no, your wins are like a quarter and your L's are like a dollar as far as like money's concerned. Right. Because you learn more on that L yeah. than you do on that little quarter win, yeah. you know, because winning is just that. That's one of those things that makes those assholes act like assholes. It's yeah. like because they keep winning all the time. Yeah. But like. I don't trust that guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. when the time gets tough, he don't. He don't. He you don't know, know what to, to do. He don't know how to work through the through the loss. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's a suicide guy. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's a huge thing. I think that's like a major one of the major things of like what's kind of going on nowadays. You get these fake winners, like those uh, people getting bought into colleges and stuff like that, right? Like with their rich parents just saying, "Well, here, you know, here's fifty thousand dollars." Just she's now she's on the road team or whatever, yeah. you know. She ain't ever been on the road squad, but she's getting these artificially inflated grades, and now she's graduated from Harvard, and she still don't know shit. But she's gonna get a good job because she's a Harvard girl. Yeah. Therefore, now you have somebody in a high position that don't know shit, mm -hmm. but has but is a winner, quote unquote. You see what I'm saying? Like that kind of bullshit mentality. When like a real winner is like I say, like a Richard Pryor type, right? He took a lot of L's being a bad comedian for a lot of years, and then those L he kept learning and learning and learning, and then you see Richard Pryor live in concert, and you go, "That's a masterpiece." Because you got to take those losses, man. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll use, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, with oh, the uh, you know, yeah. mama mentality. You know, you got to put in the work. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You've got to put in the work if you want to be different than other people. Well, yeah. And like you know, have uh, some level of success in life. And again, success is not geared towards financial only, but when you are able to, you know, gain some financial uh, strength, you then are able to. They're flexible. No, you're able to command your time. And yeah. If you can command your time, you know, then you can spend time, more time with family, spend more time with friends, spend more time on self. But it's a sacrifice game. You know, most people aren't willing to take a, a, a three to five year sacrifice to better themselves to have 30 years of coast. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You yeah, know, I'm with they you. Won't, they won't do it. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't trust it. Yeah. You've got to trust in your instinct and trust the process. Yeah. There is a thing that's There's like. a process, but people just, you know, because nobody explains to you the process. Yeah. That you got to take the L's. Yeah. To get to the end. Yeah. But it's it's around the fucking corner. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and it's really hard for people to like see the forest for the trees type shit. Right. Because they, they're so concentrated on today mm-hmm. and what I'm going to get to tomorrow because I know I got to get this done, that done. But if you like, if, like you said, if you take a step back. And uh, set the goal. Yeah. Set one goal. First, you got to set the goal. Set a daily goal. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do one push-up today. I'm going to do two push-ups by next month. Yeah. Whatever the goal, just beat that goal, and you'll see progress which, over time. And, and which, by the way, once you see progress, at least for me personally, once I see progress, I kind of want to build on that progress and continue that whole process. And then you not want to be around the same losers that's doing yeah. nothing. The bullshit that you was, yeah. Doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, say, uh, four or five hours of Netflix. <laughs> what's he say? James Brown talking loud and saying nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, I hate to say it, but it's about that time. Just drop the mic. Drop the mic. I'm gonna let you, uh, if you want D, to wrap up uh, anything, if there's like information or anything, people like you know, contact. Email me, yeah. Davis D A V I S, Darrow D A R R O W. At gmail.com. <laughs> All right. This isn't Christmas. Davis, D A V I S, Darrow, D A R R O W, at gmail.com. All right. And this Email is uh, G Money from G Money. G Money. G Money. G Money and Wustein. And um, this has been an uh, awesome time with my family. And uh, we are going to go do Alcatraz. And I am going to play you guys off with a little, uh,
like a daydream. your name.